Welcome back to Point of View. Earlier this week, thank you to the Fargo Moorhead West Fargo Chamber. We were at the Midwest Energy Summit. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal day to educate ourselves about what's happening here in the wonderful world of energy. So we want to share some more of those conversations with you tonight. If you missed any of these, want to see them in, our, in their entirety, very easy to go check them out. Just go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash POV. Now, here's some more conversations from the Midwest Energy Summit. The big conversation right now is affordability, reliability, but also carbon reduction. Sure. How do you do all three of those and still keep the bills low? Well, uh, it's a challenge, but we think that we've outlined a great plan that will help us get to 80% uh, carbon reduction by 2030. And then we've set out an aspiration to get to 100% carbon-free energy by 2050. We know we can use existing technology to get us to that 2030 mark. For us on the Excel Energy System, we've actually outlined a plan to close our coal plants, keep our nuclear units running through their current life. We've asked to extend one of those for an additional 10 years, add a significant amount of wind and solar to our system, explore uh, battery storage and other things, uh, and then use some gas to integrate those different fuels. For other utilities, obviously, um, it'll be a different formula, and it's important that all utilities work together to make sure that overall we're keeping the big grid safe and reliable and affordable for our customers. So we saw what happened, obviously, in February, and then you just mentioned, hey, Chris, we're going to be shutting down some coal plants, a lot more wind and solar. How does reliability then fit into that? How are you going to ensure reliability for your customers? Well, we do a lot of work modeling different scenarios, uh, planning, and making sure that we're keeping reliability and affordability in mind. But we also look at what some other states have done. Uh, and in Texas and California, they use different models. They try different things. And they've learned the lessons. And we're going to learn the lessons as well from them. Uh, so anytime something like that happens, we step back, reevaluate our plans, and think about how do we make sure that we're not taking any of the risks that they took that didn't work out for them. Uh, and there are certainly are many lessons to be learned there. Um, we just talked with Commissioner Fedorchek a few moments ago. I know you guys are looking at a rate hike. Um, what's, what's the proposal there? Why do you feel like you need a rate hike? What's happening there? Well, one of the things that's really great about the regulation we have in North Dakota and South Dakota and Minnesota is that we have a constructive dialogue with our regulators, and we bring them proposals to continue to make the necessary investments in our system. Uh, and they have the chance to work with their staff and review those, challenge us on those. Uh, but ultimately, we continue to make the needed investments in our system, whether that's at the distribution level, the wires that serve the house, the transmission level, the big wires that connect different parts of generation in the grid or into our generation units, or even on things like cybersecurity. And we're glad to have that constructive support here in the upper Midwest, and it's great to work with the regulators and policymakers. And while there are sometimes disagreements, we have the conversation and we work through that, and we continue to make those needed investments. And while that means we do have to sometimes come to our customers and ask to increase rates, we do work to keep our rates affordable, uh, but we also want to make the necessary investments in the system for the long run. What kind of rate, are you, rate hike are you asking for currently? Uh, well, we're currently working through with the staff. Um, we have a filed rate request, and we're working through uh, what a compromise might be on that. Hope to bring that to the commission here in the, new, in, in the near future, hopefully as a settlement, and packaged up and let them take a look at it as well. So I look at the situation in February. You know, things went okay here. We even had brownouts here in North Dakota, which I think was shocking for some people. I'm curious, as a CEO for North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, 
What keeps you up at night? What are the problems you're like, wow, I just don't know how we're going to quite solve this yet? Well, we are really pleased that we were able on our system uh, to keep the lights on, to keep the gas flowing, to keep our customers warm and, and show that that system could be reliable. For us, what's important is making sure that we recognize the seriousness of this transition. It's an exciting transition. It's full of opportunities. There are uh, incredible innovation happening, but at the same time, we, we, we don't forget what we're dealing with. It's foundational to our economy. It's foundational to our customers and their safety, and so we want to make sure we're there delivering for them. So for me, it's making sure that we're focused on getting this transition right, and then also thinking about our customers, how we're going to be there to serve them, and then also our employees in the field um, and our host communities who host the different assets to make sure we're working through all of these changes with them to try to get that right. Where do you see innovation fitting in for your company right now? Like, What do you focus on from an innovation standpoint? Well, in a tremendously exciting time on innovation, I think there's a realization that overall, if we want to achieve these goals, that there's great opportunity in the sector. Uh, there's technologies like new nuclear, advanced nuclear. There are carbon sequestration opportunities. There's the hydrogen, which is sort of the, the glamour fuel right now <laughs> in our industry. Um, and then there's all sorts of other things, uh, new forms of battery storage technology, things beyond battery for storage, and then the whole electrification or uh, uh, bringing clean energy to transportation to give us that opportunity to, to take the carbon out of the transportation sector. So starting to think outside of our sector. Great opportunities, um, exciting, a lot of fun, always grounded in that affordability and reliability. Is there an opportunity for Excel with the announcement last week out of North Dakota and the hydrogen energy? Well, we hope so. Uh, we actually have a hydrogen pilot project in our nuclear uh, group uh, working with the Idaho National Laboratories. And so we're always looking for that next opportunity uh, to explore innovation and pilot things on our system. So we'll look forward to engaging with parties and figuring out how we might fit into that. I feel like we should be doing like an hour-long podcast because there's so much to talk about. So I guess last question to be respectful of your time. Maybe we can have you back. But sure. anything else that you want your customers that are watching right now to know that maybe I haven't asked you? Well, we're just pleased to be able to serve here in North Dakota. We know we have events that came through like the hot weather or storms last night. We're proud of the work our crews do to restore the power. And we know when our power, power is out to our customers, it can be a real inconvenience. So we're always working to be there for our customers. We look forward to working through this transition and keeping our customers in mind and delivering that affordability and reliability. What are some of the top things you've learned since the situation in Texas was, was that February? It seems like years ago, but what are some of the top things you've learned and where do we go from here? So, uh, the top things we've learned since, since the February event, I think really one of the biggest things is uh, we are interconnected and what happens here and what happens in Texas, what happens everywhere in between, it all affects us. So we have to be in this together. We have to have you know smarter coordination and, and, um, and thoughtful policies across the board. Uh, the second big thing is our infrastructure is not prepared for the rapid revolution that is occurring in the electric industry. We just aren't ready for it yet. We don't have the pipelines in place to support natural gas being the sole choice of dispatchable energy, which is where people are going. And uh, we, we don't have the market structure in place to make that happen either. So there aren't gas contracts that 
are available for the uh, generation facilities that are firm contracts so that the fuel is available when they need it. Um, because it's not needed all that often the way it is functioning right now. So those firm contracts aren't in place. Those are the types of changes that need to happen to be able to make this work in a way that is reliable for the citizens who are counting on it. So we got to slow down. So I think that ties into, because you mentioned on stage, $500 billion for an investment in the infrastructure to make it more electrified. Is that what you're so, tying together here? So MISO, the grid operator in this, one of the grid operators in this region, has looked at all the utility plans for electrification, for uh, transforming their generation fleet, uh, et cetera in the entire MISO region, and MISO has estimated that the cost of those plans and the, and the uh, transmission to make it possible is $500 billion to get to the 80% reductions by 2050. That's the 2050 time frame. Now, the president has made that 2035, so he's, you know, shortening that time frame, which only makes it more expensive. But in MISO's estimation, that plan is $500 billion, which if you and divide that out by MISO customers. That's $12,000 per MISO customer over the course of over the course years. of the next 20 years. 20 years. But that is just the MISO charges. That isn't like your entire electric bill. You pay for electricity from your local utility on top of that. So this is a very costly proposition, and uh, and it's um, it's unproven at this point. And so we just need to slow down, make sure we're focusing on reliability and affordability as job number one and number two, and then we can incorporate these new technologies and this new, um, this, uh, all these new uh, goals as it becomes possible under the um, realm of affordability and reliability. I remember you saying, hey, Chris, there's all these wind farms, and yet we're only using so much of that energy. Yeah. And then you mentioned today, hey, look, we've got to really focus on doing what we can to preserve coal because it's so reliable. What's the strategy to do that? Well, really, for coal, the strategy has to be carbon capture, utilization, and storage technology. I mean, you simply have to have it to be able to make coal viable long term. And uh, that technology is under development. It's feasible. It isn't available at scale yet, but I am 100% confident that that can happen. And North Dakota is really committed to investing in that, improving that technology. Once you have that, then coal becomes a viable technology long term. Coal is great because you can store it. Thanks again to the Fargo Moore West Fargo Chamber for putting on that outstanding event. I'm sure they're going to put it up on YouTube some, sometime soon if you want to see all the different panels and, and things that uh, took place at that event. And just, you know, if you're like me, you walk into a room and think, yeah, I'm going to hit a switch. My TV is going to come on. And it's not really that easy. So I think it's important that we educate ourselves about what's going on on the grid and energy and things of that nature. So please uh, check that out if you can. All right, stay with us. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. We're going to be wrapping things up right after this. Please share your point of view with us. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back.